Earlier this summer, I wrote a feature about fireflies. As I was researching bioluminescence, I was reminded that lightning bugs are not the only example of living organisms that emit light. Bioluminescent fungi also produce their own light, a fascinating physiological adaptation. In fact, as I started reading about bioluminescence, trying to find stories or species that apply to us here in northern Wisconsin, I was led to one of my most recent guidebook acquisitions, Fascinating Fungi of the North Woods by Cora Mullen and Larry Weber. I ordered this small, affordable book, and I was not disappointed. Seems like it will be a great help when I'm struggling to identify a mushroom now and then. So I jotted down a few notes, telling myself I'd pick the topic back up for a future episode when the season's better aligned for a discussion of glowing fungus, sometimes called foxfire. While I haven't seen a great explanation for where the name foxfire came from, I have seen some references to possibly a twisting of the French word faux, which is spelled F-A-U-X, and might be misread as fox. I can imagine that early settlers and pioneers might have been confused or alarmed when they would see it, because they'd only expect light from the sky, a candle, lantern, or a fire. In my mushroom guidebook, Mullen and Weber state, Tales are told of folks placing pieces of wood bearing glowing mycelium of fungus to mark a path for night travel. Some claim to have read by the light. I have to say, the glow is extremely dim, and there would either need to be a lot of mushrooms, or your eye's night vision would have to be in peak operation. I have seen photos that show the glow, but they are usually time exposure with special equipment. The only time this light might appear bright would probably be in thick woods on a moonless or cloudy night, or somewhere very dark, like a cave or a mine. Interestingly, the cause of foxfire was apparently discovered in 1823 because wooden support beams inside a mine seemed to glow in the dark, but upon further examination it was determined that fungus growing on the wood was actually what was glowing. Bioluminescent fungi seem to emit a glow in darkness to attract insects to aid in spreading spores. They don't emit light after charging up like a glow-in-the-dark sticker or something, there is an internal chemical reaction that emits light. The best example of a bioluminescent mushroom up here would be the jack-o'-lantern, named for its greenish nighttime glow. Its actual color is orange, which should help me remember the name, but I admit recently I saw one without remembering what it was or that I should snap a photo. I was working out in the woods and saw a big, sturdy-looking, sort of cup-shaped orange mushroom. It was under a thick canopy of aspen leaves with a lot of dead wood on the ground. And, of course, up until recently we've been getting regular heavy rains, great mushroom growing conditions. I remember thinking at first maybe it was a piece of garbage or something, so I backed up for a second look. Then I drove away. It wasn't until days later that I realized it was probably a jack-o'-lantern. From what I have seen while out and about, the best places to see fungi are in mixed deciduous forests, especially when oak trees are in the mix. A couple of articles that I've read seem to agree that your best bet for seeing foxfire is to head to old, moist oak woods, where you can find lots of big dead sticks, logs, and stumps. Again, a night with a new moon or a thick cloud cover would probably be best. If you see the mushroom during the day like I did, you can bring it home and stare at it in your dark basement. 
They apparently glow for 40 to 50 hours after collection. Be careful not to eat it though because it's poisonous. This is another good reason to have a good guidebook and a great reason not to pick these fungi. For me, I plan to appreciate just knowing they are out there. Maybe I, I will incorporate a glow shroom hunt with the boys while out camping on the state forest in a couple weeks, but I don't plan on picking one to see if I can get enough light to read by. Striving to make new things familiar and familiar things new, this is the Masked Biologist, coming to you from my living room in the heart of Wisconsin's Great North Woods.